Hey, it's Chris. And Kylie. We're just a couple of jerks who need help following Jesus. Our podcast is all about humility. And finding direction and purpose. Especially when life gets hard or things don't turn out like we thought they would. Welcome to Following Jesus for Jerks. Welcome back. Welcome. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome, In welcome. a world... Well, thanks. Thanks for joining us again. Uh, let me just say, uh, Kyle and I were just commenting to ourselves. We like doing this. This is fun. Yeah, I mean, we do this anyways. Yeah, we do this anyways. Usually, it's it's we have food in front of us instead of just coffee, but Sal- whatever. Salad, healthy salad. Yeah, usually. yeah, okay, yeah, usually. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but usually we do this, or we text it. But no. I don't think we should be opening up our our text for public consumption. No, there's a lot of funny um, that, that... Honestly, Kylie cusses a lot. That is not true. <laughs> oh, my God. There is a lot of funny that's on the edge of maybe being a little bit adultish or inappropriate. I delete them promptly. Do you really? No, I don't. Yeah, you're, uh, you're being a jerk. <laughs> well, you're not being very honest. Welcome to, to following <laughs> Jesus for jerks. <laughs> See how jerkish we can be? So... Last episode, which was recorded last week, obviously, not five minutes ago, um, we talked about, um, well, it's not a secret that, like, people record more than one episode at once. I'm, I'm just I, following we're your lead. Going, we're going to we're, Weren't peel, we talking about integrity? Peel in back episode? the veil. That's what I'm doing. I'm being integrous mm-hmm. through this. But listen, no, no, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Last episode, we talked about this, this idea of honesty versus integrity. And this definition, I don't know where it came from. I, I remember where I heard it. I heard it in rehab. Uh, but this... You didn't I, claim it for yourself. That I was, didn't. I'm proud of you I'm for being that. honest yeah. and, inte- and integrous. <laughs> but here's the deal. Uh, honesty versus integrity. Honesty is being forthright after the fact. I messed up. And I was wrong about it. And here's why I messed up. Maybe I don't know why I messed up. Whatever. Like, I messed up. I think we used the example last time about whether I, I, I looked at pornography or I was short with my spouse. Fill in any number of blanks, right? Like, I was, I, someone cut me off and I blew up on the, on the road. Whatever. I blew up on my kid. I stole something from a store. Whatever. Do you want to know my worst? Yeah. What I'm really bad at? Yeah. Can I finish the definition first? Sure. Uh, <laughs> Honesty and then integrity is being honest or forthright in the middle of it. Right now, I'm struggling with a temptation to look at pornography or to be short with my spouse or blow up at a kid or whatever, like fill in the blank there. But it's being honest, being forthright in the middle of it. Forthright, so tell me your worst. Forthright with who? Yourself, the Lord, others. Yes. Yes, yes, and yes. Well, I'm a sne- I have some friends that we have these, like, we will laugh so hard because we talk about how we sneak eat. <laughs> you know? Like, I, no, I didn't have those cookies. I mean, I've got a lot of kids in my house that I get to blame. Oh, yeah. Like, who ate all the cookies? And I'm like, I don't know. It must have been one of the kids or the two dogs that we ate. But... That is huge for me. Like, I am a liar when it comes to eating. Mm. Last night, 
Last night, everybody's in bed. I went downstairs, and I was gonna. We had a Tupperware of full of chocolate chip cookies, and I've been eating pretty healthy lately. <laughs> and I looked at those, and I had that moment of, I can have integrity <laughs> in this moment, <laughs> or I can later confess and repent to whoever yeah. that's keeping me accountable. And, uh, yeah, so I'm confessing to all of you that are listening right now that, but that's a hard, that's a hard one for me because it's easy for me to find ways to be deceitful Yeah, and it's not, I'm not living with integrity in that area of my life or honesty. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Since we're outing ourselves, telling on ourselves with food, uh, one of my favorite things to do to make myself look better. Because that's what, that's what this is all about, right? We're just trying to make ourselves look better than we really are. Yeah. We're, we're too concerned about what other people think. Yeah. 100%. And we're, we're afraid of what other people think of us. So we just try. So my favorite thing is if I, if I get, because uh, I, I, that's been part of my struggle is eating, right? That's been part of my journey you know, uh, of, of overeating and like stress eating. Oh, yeah. You know, and so. You know, you order order enough food for a small family when it's just me, <laughs> you know? And, like, they come and deliver it. And it's like, before the door closes, I yell. I, I, I'm embarrassed to admit this, but I'll yell, food's here. You're the, I'm the only one home, <laughs> right? Like, Letting your cats know. Delivery's here. <laughs> like, like, that the guy heard me who del- just delivered my food. He's like, oh, okay, that wasn't all for him. That was for, I mean, I'm sure he's got a family in there. Wow. Yeah. So, so outside of outside of God continuing to transform us, we're still how, jerks. We're still <laughs> jerks. And how how do we how do we accomplish that? Well, I think part of that is what we're doing here, telling on ourselves, mm. ratting ourselves out. Yeah. I think that is one of the biggest keys and tools that. It takes the legs out from the enemy. Because all, all throughout Scripture, from the beginning to the end, and in every one of our lives, that I, I feel like the attack of the, the plan of the enemy is not just to get us to sin, right? Because that's, I, that's not enough. Everybody sin. Like, David, we were born in sin. Like, he's already won that battle, right? Like, the, the enemy's already won that. We're all, we all sin. He's more interested in getting us to feel ashamed about it. Yeah. To cover it up and to hide. Mm -hmm. I don't think the devil won. Why? I don't think the devil won at all. But that battle in the garden with Adam and Eve, he didn't win when Eve bit the apple and Adam bit the apple. He won when they hid from God. When God had to go find them. Like, I, I feel like in God's eyes, that was, the, that was the greater transgression. Both were sin. Both were important. Both were awful. But every, well, at that point, everyone had sinned, so <laughs> that was literally the first sin. <laughs> but the second one was just as bad, and it was hiding. Well, we want to live this life in intimate relationship with the presence of God, which Adam and Eve had. And their hiding was, I'm withdrawing from that intimacy. Yes. I'm withdrawing from this relationship 
because of guilt and shame. And I, th- I think that's a great point. Yeah. And, you know, talk about honesty and integrity. They, they struggled to reach there, didn't they? Because if they were being honest or integrous during that, and I'm not here to blame them. I don't, you know, I don't think there's a, there's a human on the planet who, who hasn't done the same thing. Like, sure. I'm, not, I'm not sitting here being like, I can't believe they messed it up for all of us, <laughs> right? Like, if they didn't, the next one would have. Like, right. but, but my point is, I mean, Adam, oh, it wasn't me. Right. <laughs> I, it this was her. Woman, this woman that you gave me. <laughs> Right, and then and then and then yeah. and then Ad, or, and then Eve. Right, same. Oh, it wasn't me. It was it was the snake. It was it was that snake. I was deceived by the snake. Right, and st- I like I wonder, and and I know this is almost not fair to ask because it's so extra biblical. But I wonder what would have happened. I just wonder if what did you do, Adam? Oh, God, Father, Abba, I messed up. I messed up. You said not to eat this tree, not to eat the fruit from this tree, and guess what? I did. Here's why I did it, because I, I believe the lie. I'm the one who believed it. You know, I joined my, my, this woman you gave me. We joined together in disobeying you. I'm sorry. Like, I wonder, I wonder what would have happened. Hmm. Never thought about that. Neither have I. But that's what we all do. Yeah. Right? Like, right. even my example before, like, oh, it must have been one of the kids that ate all the whatever. Yeah. We don't like to take ownership and responsibility for our own yep. decisions, sin, brokenness. Yep. Because just like Adam and Eve, we want to hide from it. Yeah. It doesn't go away, though. Yes. And honesty is, is easier than integrity because I'll tell, you, I'll tell you one of my favorite things to do. In telling on myself, I love to be able to tell the whole story. And what I mean is, I love to be able to sit down, and I've done this with you, Kylie, and I've done this with other friends, and I've done this with tons of people, and say, I messed up. Oh, but then I repented, and then I went to the Lord, and then he made it right, and I'm good now. Mm. Like, I don't just tell you how bad I am, but I also tell you how I made it okay. (laughs) Which there is truth Absolutely. in that, Absolutely. but like we, went, like we talked about before, we're just trying to make ourselves look good. Yes, yes. It's a safety mechanism. Yes. I'm protecting myself from you being upset or angry when the reality is if we're vulnerable, there's going to be emotional, you know, there's going to be emotions attached to that. And there's going to be, oh, well, then you've broken some trust. And so that's going to take a little bit to even somebody that's full of grace there's going to be a little bit of building trust back. Yeah. But if you, if you say those things, then it's like, well, you, you, you shouldn't be mad at me yeah, still. Right. <laughs> I, I had, um, we had a, uh, this, this, this songwriters community that I'm a part of this, like worship leaders and songwriters community here in, here in, in Fort Wayne that I'm a part of. We had a guest come visit, um, to teach. This is pre, you know, pre, pre COVID. Right. right. And, uh, so we had this conference and we had this guest come and him and I, we, I felt like we were really connected and um, he's a really cool guy, has an incredible history in, uh, in not just worship, but in, in, all, in all sorts of music. And he's from the UK, super cool guy. And I, we just had a good connection. We know some of the same people. And, and so the guy who hosted this conference, he's like, Chris, uh, um, 
Andy has to go back to the airport. Would you drive him? And I, you know, I feel like it would be a good time for you two to connect and he needs a ride and sure. I can do it, but I, I, I think it would be good for you guys too. You know, you just have a couple minutes in the car together, about half an hour. And I, oh my gosh, I straight up lied. I told him I couldn't because I had something else to do. The truth was my car was a mess. My car was a <laughs> mess of months and months of, you know, single parent. Sure. So I have a kid, right? And my life and not bringing stuff in and just accumulated, accumulated. So some of it was just, just trash from being out, right? And some of it was just stuff that needed to be in the house. But the point is, my car was a mess. And when that's, when that's messy, you know, you're, it's not like you're going in there with a dustbuster, <laughs> right? Like my car was just a mess. And I, I straight up lied to him. And I told him I can't because I have something else. No big deal. We got someone else. Chris, I'll do it. And I left and I, uh, I was so convicted. Mm. And I went and I cleaned out my car. I, cl- I, I went and got a, we did the vacuum thing, everything. <laughs> and uh, and I, I called I called my, my friend and I, back and I said, I, and I was, I was honest with him. I said, you asked me this before. I was embarrassed about the condition of my car. I would never have let someone in it. And so I lied to you. But don't worry. I repented. I'm repenting to you now, asking for your forgiveness for lying. But also, I cleaned my car. If you still need someone, I got it. And, 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 it, was, and it was great. And, and, and he forgave me. He, he forgave me for lying to him. And I was so grateful for that. And then he said, yeah, yeah, come, you know, come pick him up and you guys can take off. Mm. And we had a great time in the car. And I look back on that. How, that cost me some pride to do that. And it needed to. It sure. needed to. To have to go back and admit that I lied. This wasn't some life-changing thing, right? The guy had a ride. <laughs> but to admit that I lied, but it would have cost me some more if when he asked me, hey, can you give him a ride, if, if I told him in that moment, while my car was still a mess, to say to him, boy, I, I'm, tempted to, I'm tempted to lie to you. The answer is no right now, mm. not because I have something to do, but because my car is a mess and I'm embarrassed about it. And I'll go clean it, and that no will become a yes. <laughs> I'll clean it, but I just want you to know, like, I'm tempted to lie to you. That would have been the, the way to do it with integrity. <laughs> and just like we talked about, and I, I, I feel like I just cut you off there. I'm sorry, but I'll just, I'll just hit this yeah, last yeah. thing. Just like we talked about last episode, God's in both of those. I, I needed to repent, and I did. And, and God helped me do that. His kindness... Right, uh, uh, and and just him, Chris. Why, that was the dumbest thing you've done. Like, why why couldn't you just be honest? His kindness brought me to repent, and and repentance had fruit, and and I confessed, and I asked for forgiveness, and my friend who also loves the Lord forgave me, and all all was okay. God was in that, but He also could have been in the vulnerability <laughs> of my car's a mess right now, and I need to go clean it in order to say yes, and I don't, I, I'm both lazy and don't want to clean it, and I don't want you to know the real reason, so I'm tempted to lie to you. It, it, like you talked about with Adam in the garden, 
if he would have immediately responded mm. to the Lord in confession, taking responsibility, being vulnerable, telling the truth, that's going to facilitate growth in intimacy and relationship. Yeah. Which is what we're saying. On the front end, we're all going to sin. We're all going to make mistakes. But our relationship can develop and grow in a healthier way if we are on the front end yeah. having integrity, pursuing being up front and being vulnerable. And let's just call it what it is. We're just being true. Yeah. We're being more human. A greater fullness of the humanity that God's created us to mm. be. So how do we continue to take steps? And, and I just want to say, thank you for sharing that story. And you're a jerk. <laughs> and, and so am I. Yeah. Like the thing that came to mind yeah. for me and, and is how many times do you, and I'll just say for me, <laughs> how many times do I not answer the phone? Yeah. I see who it is. I don't want to take a phone call right now. I'd rather somebody text me then talk to them like that's straight up jerk mm. when if I'm vulnerable and I'm honest and I truly love other people, yeah. I'm going to, uh, Bob Goff, I think talks about that in his books. Like he answers the phone all the time. Like if he is receiving a call and not like you're in a meeting or, but if you're available and somebody calls you, he picks up the phone and I need to do a, a better job at that. Man. Now I'm all convicted. <laughs> Isn't that why we sit here and have these conversations? Yeah, and Joel, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. I, nothing was wrong. I felt better because I didn't actually ignore your call. I just let it ring out so that you wouldn't think that I hit ignore. And so I'm sorry about that, and I'm going to call you as soon as I leave here today. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I am going to venture to guess that we're not the only people hearing this right now that have some of the same issues, yeah. you know, yeah. which is why, which is why we need the grace of God. Yes. We, yes. Not, we need Jesus. We need to continue to pursue holiness and we need other people. You know, when John, John wrote his, his, his letters to the churches, he, he, he put it so strongly that he, he said it like this. If we say that we have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all, un, from all sin, all unrighteousness. And then just a couple of verses later, um, it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. There was a group of guys that I used to meet with, still do, but not as regularly. A little Bible study, sitting around in a guy's garage, and we had sat and talked life, had our little study, and we're sitting around, and I, I'll never forget this. One of the guys said, man, I've really been struggling with lust and pornography. And it was like everybody in the room took this deep breath, like, oh my gosh, 
I thought I was the only one. Hmm. I thought, you know, so that verse of if we have fellowship with God and we can be vulnerable with the Lord, knowing that the victory's won and that Jesus is enough and my salvation is secure, then there's no reason to not be open, as open and vulnerable with other people that love us, that are not going to condemn us because of sin, but are going to look upon us with grace and, and, and encouragement. And it goes back to exactly what you said before, that the, the, the main purpose of the enemy, of Satan, is he wants to deceive us. And that happens by... I'm going to hide this. I'm going to stay in the dark. Don't reveal it because just feel all this guilt and shame because you're the only one and you don't want anybody else to know what's going on. And the reality is as soon as that was brought to light, and I know we all have things in our lives that when we bring sin to light and we confess it to others, there's this openness that takes place that really connects us. Like we're connected way more through our hurt and our brokenness yeah. and our sin struggles yeah. than we are through our stories connect in that way because it's just truth. It's real. Yeah. And it's deeper. Yes. It's like, it's like having uh, an, an anchor, right, only go so deep versus going very deep. Yeah. And, and uh, man, I, I think the first step in that, right, the... the is getting like the first time you do it, the first time you tell on yourself, it's scary. It's terrifying. Oh. All the fear and anxiety and the the doubt of is this person going to judge me? That's what it comes down to, right? Are they are they still gonna like me? Right. When they when I called when I called my 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 friend to tell him, I lied to you because I was embarrassed. That was absolutely, is he still going to, I enjoy respect from him and that he likes me. Is he still going to? Because we, because we're seeking approval from other people instead of resting in the security that we are sons and daughters of the King of Kings. And he loves me regardless. That's why we can be open about stuff. I think it's, I always heard accountability partner as such a sit down, bear your soul to somebody. And I always felt like the same as what you're describing. Somebody's going to be like, well, you're a horrible person. And I, I've had to learn that accountability is finding somebody that you can and should be honest with that is going to return mm. what Jesus returns, which is love and grace and a reminder to stay in pursuit. Yeah. That I need, when I fail, somebody to go, you're forgiven. Mm. In the name of Jesus, because of the blood of Jesus, you are forgiven. He loves you. Mm. He doesn't look down on you or less than you are covered in the righteousness. So get back up, pursue holiness. And again, if we hide, if we're holding on to guilt and shame, that keeps us from the intimacy 
that is provided in the presence of God in our lives. Yeah. And when you see that happen, and I feel like we have a, a relationship that's very much in that light of, hey, he, I feel much more comfortable being 100% vulnerable and honest with you because I know that it's going to be returned in, yeah, I know. But you're forgiven. Yeah. Jesus is full of grace. So let's let's get back on pursuit. Yeah. In pursuit. And spend time with him and being re- reminded of of the love that he has for us. So because Jesus didn't come to condemn, right? Jesus came to forgive and give life. I mean, we always we always focus on John 3:16, but I think it's super valuable that we hang on to John 3, 17. Yeah, yeah. You know, that he didn't come to condemn. He didn't come to, he came to forgive and bring healing and bring life in abundance. If, if anything, the only group of people and the only behavior that he actually did condemn and, and, and challenge, <laughs> like, was the hiding. Was yeah. the, the hiding of the religious people, right? You whitewash tombs. Right. <laughs> you clean the outside of the cup, but the inside is still dirty. You make yourself look better, but you don't, you don't care about what's inside enough to deal with it. You just care about what other people see, right? If, 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 there's, any, if there's any group of people he condemned, that was it. It was, the, it was the religious group and the behavior of hiding, of, being be, of making ourselves look better than we are. It's behavior focused and behavior driven versus love, mm. a motivation out of love. You're you're tithing out of your spice cabinet, right? But you've got so much anger. It's it's the Sermon on the Mount. It's yeah. Jesus' message in in Matthew five through seven of you, you can do all the things externally, right? But if if you've got anger, right. if you've got hate, and I mean First John talks about hatred yeah. towards your brother, right? If you've got those things going on inside your soul and your heart and your mind, then it's not it's not coming from me. So who's it coming from? Yeah. The enemy or my flesh? It's, it's no, you're no longer held accountable for your... It's not just your behavior that you're held accountable for. Yeah. It's what's behind it. It's yeah. what's really honestly and integrously... Wait, is that the, you keep saying that. I, I don't know if that's a real I don't word. know if that is either. Well, I'm going to keep saying uh, that. We're, gonna, it, we're, we're this far in. We might as well roll with <laughs> but it. it, it what, but what's in the heart, right? Yeah. Like it used to be said, you can't, you can't cheat on your wife, right? But I tell you, if you just look at someone else, if you look at another woman with lust, that's just as bad. Well, it's so, it's, so, it's so much easier for us to say, well, I haven't cheated on my wife. I haven't done A, B, and C. Like I haven't done the action. But the truth is like, man, we're looking at porn and we're like, I, I, we're, we're lusting after other, other women and things. And man, they're just as bad because one is more honest. Yeah. One is more inward. It doesn't make it any better. And that's what, the accountability that Jesus holds us to. Yeah. I mean, what we see in society right now with just, there's so much tension and anger. Mm. And again, same thing out of the Sermon on the Mount. Like, it's not just murder. If you've got this posture towards people or a particular person or a group of people that is... Mm filled with hate. anger and hate and yeah. frustration, that's not the way of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And 
this oh man, this 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 calls me. To, this challenges me reading reading First John like this, because it it makes it unequivocal. It, like it makes it unquestionable that those two are related. Our our level of honesty with self and with God must manifest in honesty with others. They're, they're, they go, I, I, I believe that the earliest Christians saw them as hand in hand, according, according to what, what John, the way John was challenging them. They understood that those two are hand in hand. So your, your prayer times could be so full of oh, so much repentance of, and so much confession of, Lord, I did this and this, and I didn't do this and this. And, but if, if you're hiding that from the people that God's put around you, I mean, if we say we have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, we lie and don't practice the truth. Like there's no other way. <laughs> Walking in light with God and with the people around you. Hmm. They, go hand, like, they go hand in hand. You can't have one and not the other. And if you have one and not the other, you don't really have it. So really fear is what causes us to withdraw sure. from this. Both, I both, agree. Both. I, yeah. Honesty with the Lord, honesty with others. I agree. And fellowship with others. I agree. I had a really good friend um, just this past week encourage me to read through First John with the lenses of adoption hmm. and said, Okay, so in our house, we've got a couple decorations. I'm sure people have seen them before. This family, dot, 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 and then, you know, has fun together, laughs together, all this. And so apparently... Eat, 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 pray, love. <laughs> I don't, I don't. <laughs> apparently, we need a lot of reminders because we've got several in our house. <clears throat> but as my friend described this, reading through First John... Uh, as evidence of adoption is not, this is a list of rules that you're going to follow now as a son of God, as a, as a son, as we meet Jesus. But this is what family looks like. Mm. If you're going to follow me, if you're going to follow Jesus, this is what it's going to look like. Not from a rules perspective, but you're, you're entering in and saying, yeah, like, I want this. Mm. And so we have those a couple decorations. We also have one that's the fruit of the Spirit. And I continue to go back, and as you read First John, it's like he's not commanding these of, like, the law. Yeah. He's saying, no, when you enter into this relationship and this family, that this is, this is what it should look like. Not I'm going to condemn you if it doesn't look like this. Yeah. But the truth is, like, you're not being, you're lying. You're not being honest with yourself and with others when really as a part of this kingdom way, as a part of the family of God, it's just going to become natural. Yeah, yeah. We're going to laugh and we're going to trust each other and we're going to enjoy each other and we're going to be vulnerable and open and we're going to confess and we're going to be all of all of First John through that lens of... I've been adopted into this family. Yeah. And mm. it's, it doesn't make it easy. Right. Right. That's if why. anything, it's harder, right? Mm. Like it's harder because we have to expose. 
We have to expose ourselves. But it should, as we become, the longer we become part of the family, the longer that we have intimacy yes. with the Lord, it should become easier. Yes. I mean, we have three adopted kids in our family. And the longer, actually today is... Uh, CJ's been with us for two and a half years. On, Today is his awesome. adoption anniversary. Oh, that's awesome. One year adoption anniversary. And the oh, longer wow. that they spend with us, the more that it's just, it becomes natural. This yeah. is, let's be honest. This is a great example. They came into our home with a lot of different experiences and a lot of different, uh, from places that do things differently. Yeah. Right? Like if I came to your house and started to live with you, like there's a way that you function and operate. And I mean, do you want to be Big Spoon or Little Spoon? Because I've got a queen bed. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to move on. Uh, <laughs> but the more that they've been with us, the girls have been with us for about a year, it becomes natural that they understand what the expectations are. And all being done out of this is what we believe health is yeah. and the pursuit of health and, and what a healthy family looks like. Yeah. And so I, I, love, I love that encouragement to read it through those lens. And really, I believe that we can probably read all of Scripture, all of the New Testament, all about Jesus through that lens sure. Sure. of he loves us. It's crazy. We're a couple jerks, and Jesus is crazy about yeah. us. yeah. So how do I choose to live my life and be vulnerable and be open with other believers about the reality of what's going on in my heart? I, I will say this. I, I remember being confronted by this in, in rehab, you know, eight, eight years ago, this idea of telling on yourself, of being honest. And I remember looking at it at this as this giant, unclimbable mountain, mm -hmm. right? Like I've hid for so long, how am I ever, <laughs> ever going to, and I would hear, I would hear testimonies of people who were on the other side of their recovery, whether it was for a week, <laughs> right, or whether it was for decades, I would hear testimonies of people and, and hear them be honest and think to myself, I, boy, I could never do that. I could never be that honest. And, and I will say, eight years later, and I, I want to be careful to not make it sound like I've got it figured out, or, I mean, if, if geez, if, if you're listening to this podcast, I think you've got that, I think, I think you realize that by now. <laughs> but I will say, it has gotten far easier. Yeah. It's still, it still cuts at my pride. It's, sure. My flesh still rages at the thought of having to expose my weaknesses and my, my bad behaviors and my sin. My flesh still rages at the thought of having to do that. But I will say, it's a lot easier mm. because I have experienced in that the grace, the kindness, and, and the forgiveness of God and His presence through encountering him in this and encountering his people in this. And uh, am I going to sit here and say every single time I've done it, it's ended well? No. I, I've had 
it, it's confronted other people in their own issues. And I've had people, I can't believe this, Chris. I can't, you know, I trusted you. I this or that. I, you know what? It's okay. Like I'm, I'm, I'm still called to be honest with those people too. <laughs> Even when it doesn't go my way. So let's look at, at, a, at a timeline. What I think is encouraging is wherever we are in our journey, whatever the brokenness is or thing that we struggle with or deal with or things probably. Yeah. And there's this work of sanctification, right? Like God could just bring, snap his finger and healing and deliverance and never struggle with the thing that, that you struggle with. But for most, and in most instances, I believe that it's, there's, a, there's a work of sanctification, yes. of growth and maturity, yes. of, of continuing to build and, and grow that relationship until the time we meet him face to face. But also looking at the other side of the timeline, maybe our past, of let's use, let's use addiction. People that have come out of addiction still call themselves addicts, yeah. right? I'm in recovery. Right. That's never going to go away. So you don't tell an alcoholic who is on the other side and has, you don't ever say you shouldn't go to meetings yeah. because there's still this work that needs to be done in, like you said, your flesh still rages, yeah. but... I, if I don't have people in my life, I'm way easier to succumb to that. That's why you've got to continue to go to meetings and yeah. you've got to continue to meet with people that are leading you and guiding you into health on on that side of the equation, knowing that at the same time as a follower of Jesus, God is doing work to draw you near where it does become hopefully easier. It's never going to go away yes. for most, yes. uh, but it becomes easier because God is, you're more closely connected in intimacy with his presence, his power. I, I'm convinced, he, like I said, eight years later in the, into this journey, mm-hmm. I am probably, and this is also, I'm, 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 this is probably a, a, a lack in my life, but I will tell you, I am probably just as afraid of people today as I was eight years ago. Mm. I'm probably just as concerned with what people think about me. I am just as afraid, maybe a little bit better, but like not significantly. I'm, I have the same insecurities and anxieties and fears, but what has grown is my fear of the Lord. Mm. Yeah. And, and my, my acceptance and understanding of his love for me. I, I mean, I, I, would, I would venture to say, I would, I would go as far to say as even, even in my addiction, my love of satisfying myself through lust and pornography. Maybe it's a little better, maybe. It's still there. But what's grown is my desire to obey and love God and follow his way mm. and, to def- and to kill my flesh. The flesh is still there. Sure, I'm just as afraid this day as I was eight years ago of telling on myself. That's that little silly story I told before of you know, my messy car. I, this, I, I feel this, for eight years I felt the same way of this, this, don't share that, don't share that, don't tell on yourself that way. But what has grown, and, and that, that encourages me a little bit, right, when I, when I think about that, and I hope it encourages anyone listening to this, like, it's okay if you don't like 
chomp at the bit of like, oh, oh I would have told myself. Like, it's okay. Grow in it, though. And, and it's an independent journey of the other, the other side coming down, right? Growing sure. in the fear of the Lord sure. means you just have to outgrow your fear of other people. <laughs> well, like you said, it doesn't go away, but you wouldn't have done this podcast eight years ago. Heck no. You wouldn't have been as open and vulnerable with others. You're right. You're absolutely right. So that is still there, like you said, that flesh side but the power that is coming through through your vulnerability is is growing and growing. Yeah. I, I feel the same thing. Like I know that control is a huge issue in my life. I want things to be my way yeah. on in my house. But I've learned and I've grown that I need to take a breath to slow down and to recognize that, which God allows me to do or points out to me and no, you don't have any control and you don't need to. Yeah. And and so continuing to respond in obedience as, as we are convicted, as we recognize the jerks that we can be and press the pause button, listen for the Lord and respond uh, appropriately in a healthy way, obedience to him. Yeah, man. Well, Kylie, thanks. Thank you, Chris. Mm, thank you for joining us, uh, dear listener. Listeners. Listeners. Do we only have one? I don't know. We're, we're, we're three weeks into this, so who knows? <laughs> we love you guys. But we hope you Invite keep... your friends. Yeah, yeah. We do hope you keep listening. I hope you're getting something out of this. We love your feedback. Um, I'm sure there's a way to comment through the... Leave a review. Uh, if you can leave a review... Yeah, I think that's for, always helpful. ...for this podcast, uh, we'd love that. Um, if you follow us on Instagram... Following Jesus for Jerks, at Following Jesus for Jerks. Yeah, uh, on Instagram, uh, we'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear, uh, man, if you if something impacted you, if you disagreed with something, if you have some other thoughts, we're welcome to. We'll probably just delete the disagreed ones, but because we're prideful, because we're prideful and we're <laughs> being told we're wrong, but uh, we're totally open to it. No, no, in all, in all seriousness, love love your feedback, and uh, please uh, subscribe, leave a review. And uh, I guess we'll see you next week. Peace. Yep.